Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Go. Hey there, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am very well. It's Wednesday. It's like middle of the week. Hump day. Last week of January here. Yes. You know, it's kind of too cold outside for me. <laughs> yeah, it's still still in the 40s, 50s. I like it, and it gets really cold at night. It's like 20s yeah, that's and 30s. The, that's when oh. it gets worse. It's terrible. I like the warm, mm-hmm. the warm weather. So 60s, hopefully, 70s. Hopefully the summer will come roaring back soon. Yeah. Or just the spring. Just spring, yeah. I mean, that's, it warms up significantly yeah. in the next couple months. Yeah, there you go. I'm looking forward to that. Hold out hope. There you go. All right, I want to start off uh, actually in the NBA uh, for just a, a couple of minutes here and talk about this uh, this idea that you have. Um, so uh, I guess there's a rumor, there's speculation out there that Harden wants to be in Philadelphia next year. Yeah, he said he uh, hates living in Brooklyn. The whole okay. He just hates the, the spy, doesn't like the team. He just wants to move on past it. And the idea is... One of the reports I read is that he uh, that Philadelphia 76ers might be an option. Uh, so, I mean, my thought was if, if, if he's thinking about leaving and doesn't want to be there and your guys' records, the 76ers and the uh, Nets, are basically the exact same, I feel like there's... Uh, some upside to a, a trade that you that the 76ers and Harden could kind of, or in the Nets could come up with, which is a, sw- a swap of Ben Simmons for uh, for James Harden. And the upside for the Nets would be a guy that can actually do a decent job guarding on either end of the floor. We saw a lot in the ending of last year's uh, bath, uh, was it last year? It might have been a couple years ago when the 76ers were actually in the playoffs in the in the playing tournament and whatnot. Uh, and he did a really good job of playing both ends of the court, offense and defensively, um, getting making plays and then uh, getting some assists and doing a really good job defensively. That's where he really shines is his defense ability. And the 76 or the and the Nets desperately need some help uh, defensively because it's been a storyline uh, for quite some time now that the, um, the the Nets are up and down in their. Uh, in their guarding ability last season at Ted Talon, they kind of made a little bit of an improvement there, but it was still kind of sloppy in and out. Uh, and that's something you can't really have, especially if you're trying to make any type of playoff push. So if you want to improve that, um, I would recommend trying to do something for Ben Simmons. Cause I think he has some upside for you. Uh, he might not be able to, he's not the greatest shooter, but he also get to the free throw line and make plays um, from the stripe if necessary. So he's good in those two forms. And then you still have Kevin Durant, um, and you still have uh, some different pieces around you in in Brooklyn that can back him up on the offensive uh, part of the, the part of the team, and then you have some upside there um, for the for the Seventy Sixers. The upside is really get Ben Simmons off your plate because that's really been something that's been engulfing your your franchise. And they've been talking about a player that can complement Joel Embiid really well. And I believe Harden is that type of player that can hit the three and he can do it efficiently. He's a good shooter. The defensive part of it might be a little bit of a downstep, but when you have a guy like Joel Embiid for your center, he can do a lot of that stuff for you. Uh, the 76ers are just a better defensive team than the Nets are, so even if you uh, put him in and you played him, it would have some upside to it, and it wouldn't be that big a deal because you have other players that could definitely carry that load. But offensively, 
You can use him in the, uh, for assists because he's good at assists and he's good at making plays. So, yes, he can complement Joel Embiid well. But he can also improve your shooting um, from the three. And you don't have to worry about the, all the drama that's come around Ben Simmons. You can just get that off your plate. You can get an all-star player for him like you've been asking for. And it brings uh, the, the stress off the nets from having to deal with the possibility of having to do with the offseason and try to sign him and wonder where he's going. You can have some say in where he goes uh, and and pick that type of situation. You can also get a player for it because free agency, if you let him go then, you really wouldn't be able to just have much say at all of where, he, where, where he's going and you wouldn't get anyone in return for that. So maybe you can try to get some from the 76ers. But the 76ers have been dragging their feet on a trade. Many teams are interested, um, so maybe you have to throw in a little bit more uh, for him, maybe like a draft late round, early second, maybe third round draft choice, somewhere like that. But I think the upside for both teams would be big if they made this sort of trade. Um, and it, by the looks of it, even if even if they don't make the trade, um, James Harden could still find his way over uh, to the 76ers, but it just seems like that's a logical thing to do. Um, I think that's probably the best all-star player you could probably get at, at this point right now, unless they've been talking to people and um, maybe a report will come up soon that they've got a guy like Damien or someone like that on the line that could be a trade partner, but I doubt that's going to happen for you. And since you know this is a possibility, yeah. uh, I think it would probably be the wise thing for both both parties. Well, very interesting. Sure would be great to not have to hear about Wouldn't it? Ben Simmons. Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of trade just, rumors. It's just been taking over the entire yeah. NBA season. Indeed. Uh, okay, so we had in the uh, the game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills a little bit of sort of controversy, maybe that strong, uh, no, questions, you know, sort of questions came up after that game around whether or not the overtime rules should be reconsidered yet again uh, by the NFL to make it to make it fairer, uh, given, you know, that both offenses did not get the opportunity in, in overtime to touch the ball and and score because of the sort of sudden death nature of a field goal. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I think... So basically, if you win the coin toss... Yeah, if you win the coin toss, you basically win. You win the game. Like, es- I mean, the, the odds are probably especially if you higher. get if Especially if you're in the situation like the Bills were in where they just play defense. Then they had to lose the coin toss and play defense again. So their defense is right. a little bit gassed at that right. point. Right, sure. So it's like you just... Major disadvantage. You're like... And then the offense is fine because they just spent 13 seconds on the field. Yep. They're not running all over the place. Patrick Holmes is yep. not in a bad situation. Most yep. of the offensive guys aren't. Yep. So even uh, the uh, the great Andy Reid of Kansas City, who benefited from the uh, the rule as it stood at the time of the game, has uh, has come out and said that uh, he thinks that probably should change. Yeah, he he was the victim of that that rule in 2019 when they played the Patriots and got eliminated after not being able to touch the football at all, and then the, their team got eliminated and couldn't really do anything about it because. The Patriot able to march on the field and score, so he knows what it feels like to be on the other side of that coin. But I mean, yeah, like I think, I don't think it needs to be adopted like the like the NCAA rules of of um, overtime. I feel like that's a little much. But I think if both teams get a chance to hold on to the football, if it's a touchdown, the other team gets it. But if they get stopped, the game's over. That makes sense. But especially like I mentioned with these types of situations where these te- these teams are going to be gassed if you uh, if you put them on defense and then you get into overtime they got to play defense again and they got to cover the whole length of the field they're at a major disadvantage in that form 
It doesn't matter which defense is playing because there's so many variables that goes on in in a given game. It, you can't just decide. I mean, the, we're talking about the the Chiefs Bills game, so we know exactly the situation there. But it could be that the 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 one team that wins the coin toss was dominating the time of possession the entire game. They get into overtime. The defense is barely able to scrape by, but then they're having to go over time and play defense again. They're more than likely not going to be able to play defense for for that long and be able to hold uh, hold them back at all. And they're going to be able to march in the field and end up scoring a touchdown, which does end up going to win the game. So if you already have the field goal is not being sudden death, I would say that having a touchdown should also not be uh, sudden death unless both teams have touched the football at least once. I've always thought that rule is a bit weird that the field goals don't count as a win, but the, the, the touchdowns do. It's it just I think there's there's too many variables that go into a given game that not giving like why not just like add a quarter to the game add a, like a fifth quarter yeah just like add a quarter or add you know so, like add a quarter right because and then you have a coin toss right so right. just like you would if you were starting the game over oh just have like just play an extra just like pl- ot not is a sudden full death. quarter we're not doing any sudden death here and we're not going to set up anything weird like hey you start at the 10 yard because that's not the rest of the game <laughs> right so if we want to make it like the rest of the game why not add a quarter because then it's an you know that's another you know chunk of time for somebody to come out on top and to end the game like you normally would in a four quarter situation. And then I guess if it still if it's still a tie, then it just stays then a tie. It, I think then it has to go into sudden death or stay a tie. Well, if you're going to let depends tie, on allow, allow ties, it depends on if you're talking about overtime or pre postseason. Because postseason, you obviously have to finish the game, and that well, has to change. Sure. To then I think you, maybe just keep adding freaking quarters until somebody <laughs> that game's never ending. Until somebody that point. can't, somebody can't, you know. But like I can't it, do it. I don't it, think it'll happen very often. It, it seems no that I don't think it would last more than one quarter if you did that, adding a fifth quarter. But it seems like there's that new like isn't it a new rule now that like games can end in a tie after one OT? I thought that was like you could go into multiple OTs before something went down. But I it just. I think it is, especially in postseason games, if you just want to add it for postseason games, that's fine. But you just add an extra situation because these guys are playing. This is sudden death. They win or go home. It's for the Super Bowl. It's for the opportunities to get march and get to the next step of the Super Bowl or even get to the Super Bowl. So I think that's the proper time to employ something like this where you where you add that sort of rule where it's an extra uh, quarter or whatever and both teams just play. Because then it also, not only does it add um, just intrigue and allow the other team not to be quite as um tired if it gives each person a chance to hold the ball but it adds strategy because right now ot has no strategy to it it's did i win the coin toss okay i get the ball i win the game basically nine times out of ten that's gonna how it's gonna go down unless your team's been absolutely dominated and you're barely able to crawl back into the game and you're lucky that you even made it to overtime but more often than not you're gonna be in a situation where uh whoever wins the coin toss wins the whole game so i think it would be kind of hard to get the NFL to agree to do an extra, an extra quarter. Um, but I, I think it'd be more realistic to believe that they would. I mean, I hope they would at least think about adding yeah. uh, the ability for both teams to hold the football, because I think especially uh, in postseason games, that's, that's necessary because I think a lot of people and I think a lot of coaches and a lot of players want that extra opportunity because they know if they lose the toss, it's pretty much right. over. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to stick with my recommendation. You're going to stick on that one? Add a quarter. <laughs> Add just a full just quarter. Add a full quarter and play, you know, just go. Let's see what happens. I doubt they'll do that, though. The Players Association will probably freak out. Yeah, they won't do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we've got the NFC Championship game happening in the uh, 
the Golden State of California. Uh, and uh, it is going to be played in, what, the Rams Stadium, Yeah, SoFi, right? yep. So SoFi uh, could just, you know, be the feature stadium for the next couple of... Uh, for the next couple of weeks, it will be. I guess it, I guess it will be. It will be. Uh, so... Uh, but but interestingly, uh, the Rams fans don't seem to be the one filling the seats. I saw on umyasports.com um, a link to this pro talk football or pro football talk, sorry, um, uh, article that was saying that the 49ers fans seem to be the ones snapping up the tickets. Yeah, the resells. The, the Ram fans are reselling their tickets, and the 49ers ones are getting all the tickets. 49er fans are getting all the tickets, which is not surprising because um, last time the Rams and the 49ers played, which was the game that brought the 49ers into the playoff to begin with, um, kind of full circle there, but they, uh, the 49ers fans were basically dominating SoFi Stadium in that game as well, where the Rams had to use the silent count, and the 49ers did not. So this, the uh, the they were the uh, 49ers fans were making more noise huh. than the Rams fans were, wow. meaning that they were wow. more heavily, um, more heavily, uh, whatever it's called. Um, they were more. There was more of them there. So I think so. It's not really surprising because it's happened before, but it's also like the uh, Rams were hoping that it would not because Sean McVay came out, Matthew Stafford came out and all said, please don't sell your tickets. Let's get, let's get the Ram fans in, in our stadium. And, and, and that really didn't work out all that well for them. Uh, it, they're uh, kind of buying up and gobbling up all the tickets, which means that Rams fans are more interested from watching it on their couch with their friends, I guess, or huh. their fan base isn't quite as loyal yet. Um, yeah. Cause they moved from St. Louis. Maybe their, the SoFi stadium is not quite as, um, uh, the problem in, with that, you know, the problem with LA is there's a ridiculous amount of things to do. Right. Yeah. And so, like, you don't, you know, you don't have to go to a last minute football game. Right. Yeah. Planning on they, I think it's just it's one of those things that it's going to be weird if we see more uh, red and gold than well, yellow and blue. This is why but... you know. So the NFL has really struggled historically in Los Angeles. Um, there's a reason why there hasn't been a team there for so long. Now they've got two, right? So right, yeah, got Chargers and Rams. A split fan base. But um, again, like it's just so many entertainment options. And, and it's big college town, USC. You yep. know, obviously there gets a lot of support. UCLA gets a lot of support. Um, and they just haven't, you know, done well there. And that's why the teams have left. Uh, I don't. I think the Raiders were there for a time. Yeah. Um, the Rams were there before. And then they moved to St. Louis and came back. So um, what it seemed like if, the, if, they're, if they're in the playoffs and they've got, got a think. legitimate chance of yeah, making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you'd like selling the place it'd out, be like, packing it out. it feel like the Rams fans Brand would be new, all over beautiful it. beautiful stadium. You're that stadium's to, awesome. You support so cool. them. They'll carry through to the Super Bowl. And more than likely, you're not going to be able to get to the Super Bowl game uh, because that's going to be really expensive tickets and more than sure. likely be sold out in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. So if you already had a ticket, I, would, I, I mean – Maybe they just thought I could probably sell this for twice as much as I paid for it. Let's just do that. But I would think that the Rams fans would be all over this because it's not every day that the Rams do what they're about to do, especially with a quarterback from um, from the from the Detroit Lions and now is having legitimate success for an actually really good football team. Um, I, I I know we you uh, Reagan did the podcast, but yeah, I I was doing we did the predictions for it. Um, I don't know if you have a prediction for it yet, but I, I was saying I think it's going to be the, the the Rams are going to win this game. 
Uh, I think they're going to win it by three because I think it's going to be a really close game. But I think it's it could add a little bit of an extra dimension to it. Um, but there's like a lot of weird things that are happening in this playoff uh, where like home field advantage doesn't seem to matter where a uh, home team, I think the chiefs are the highest seed to make it to this round of the playoffs. Every other high seed or the number one seeds both lost. Um, I think the, uh, the, the, the chiefs are like number three or number two seed. They're the highest. Everyone else is the bottom seeds. Uh, so they upset everyone at home to get here. Uh, and so that's kind of an interesting thing about this playoffs. And now the Rams, since they made it through and they they weren't a very high seed uh, in the NFC and they are able to pull it off and, and get home uh, and play. And I, it's interesting because if the Rams win, this will be the second time a Super Bowl has been played at the, or the home team is being pl- the yeah. su- home teams playing this yeah. in their own Two stadium for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And last time they won <laughs> the Bucks won at home. Yeah. So maybe maybe that will happen unless um, the other team is more heavily um, and there's more of their fans yeah, there as well. Yeah, I think Tampa well. got an actual. Uh, so was there? There were people there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a lot. There was, there was a lot. Of there was full, there. Sold yeah. out. Okay, so yeah, it would be interesting. Cause, yeah, very cool. I mean, yeah, we need to see that. It, it was interesting to see if Cincinnati or uh, if because I think it'll be the Chiefs that win against Cincinnati. So it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs fans buy up all the tickets and then it's more Chiefs than, yeah. <laughs> than Ram fans yeah. again. We'll see. But it's also, I mean, it's an interesting situation because the 49ers are also a California team. Yeah. So California fans it's don't quick. have to drive all that far it's quick. to get well, there. Well, it's I mean, a little bit of a drive. But it's not a you can fly five hour flight or whatever, you know. It's, it's in there's within millions the same of states. flights a day. Not literally, but there are quite a few. So, yep. Yep. I would say I'm going to say Rams win as well uh, by three. Oh, man. I'd it's say by be seven. Really, no. I was going to say by seven, but, no uh, but man, that just seems going to be so games. close. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll still say seven. Rams by seven. <laughs> seven. There you go. All right. Uh, so Tampa Bay Buccaneers, sadly, have ended the, uh, the run. Um, otherwise, we would have been talking about them uh, for the last uh, few minutes here. Um, and all of the speculation is around whether or not Tom Brady is going to retire, whether or not Gronkowski is going to uh, retire. And, and you know, you've got this coaching staff, uh, Brian Lefwich, um, uh, rumored to be uh, the, uh, a candidate for the job in, in Jacksonville, uh, yep. which is his former, former team. So uh, also, you know, I guess it just begs the question, um, did, you know, have we seen the end of this little, you know, sort of dream team run for the Buccaneers over the last couple of years, uh, or will it continue? It's really going to depend on if Tom Brady stays or not. That's really where everything revolves around. We know Gronkowski will make a decision the next couple of weeks. That's what he said. He said, if he had to make a decision right now, he would retire. So it's looking like he'd probably retire after the, um, now since the season's over. But if Tom Brady comes back, I think that this, Obviously, they stand a better chance than if he doesn't come back, but I think they can retain a lot more players, pieces of the coaching staff. I imagine the coordinators are probably, uh, especially Leftwich, because he's uh, one of the top two guys to get the head coaching job at Jacksonville, probably will leave. But I think the other um, 
other guys will stay. I think player more players will stay, and they'll be able to retain more if Tom Brady comes back. But if he retires and Gronkowski retires, we could see a lot of these guys that like Godwin and um, I don't know. I can't don't know all the contract situations of everyone, but I think these free agents will probably either uh, move on to a different team or just call it quits in the NFL and and just go to retirement as well um, and join him there. I think they're going to lose a lot of different and very powerful pieces, and we're going to kind of revert back to a more crappy Tampa Bay team uh, than we've been able to experience the last few uh, years because uh, when Tom Brady retires, they have to figure out who their next quarterback is going to be. Right now, they've got a rookie and a, a veteran, but the veteran hasn't played much. Blaine Gabbard, I think. Is the backup, yeah. uh, so he, they'll have to figure out exactly what the the that's going to situation is going to look like. Uh, they're going to figure out how to patch up the players that do leave, who they're going to get in the draft. It's going to look like a completely different landscape, all because Tom Brady either retires or does not retire. And I, I from the sound of it, it would sound like Tom Brady's retiring because of the fact that he went on Instagram and said, "Thank you for." riding along with us it's been fun great ride great season talking about that and then talking about his family uh, how his wife doesn't really like him getting hit all that much every every week week in and week out and his decision won't be just based off what he wants but what his family needs so yeah. all that stuff kind of sounds like someone that's thinking about retiring or yeah. leaning towards that way because all the other seasons that we've we've heard from him he might talk about that stuff but he's never done the same things that he's doing right now um and it would sound like maybe Maybe this this is how it comes to an end for him. One Super Bowl, another Super Bowl ring, and uh, for a different team, proved he can do that. Um, maybe he'll want to compete and try to get one more Super Bowl, but there's really nothing else for him to do. Um, I think he's accomplished at pretty much everything that you can accomplish in the NFL. Uh, there's really nothing left unless he wants to win as many Super Bowls as humanly possible to keep the record. But, I mean, he's had one of the best seasons of his entire career uh, when he was 44, and he's about to be 45. So if he retires, and I think he probably will end up retiring, if not this season, next season, we're going to have to – the Bucks are going to have to figure out what the next steps are, and they should be figuring that out right now because even before Tom Brady officially retires because yeah, sure. they need to make sure they're in the right situation to yeah. make sure they don't just start sinking. Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot of – I think a lot of work to be done this year. Again. Oh, yeah, for All sure. dependent on that one – that one, uh, that one, one key pin. piece. Yeah, that one, that one key piece of the pie. So uh, earlier uh, in the season, I think as as the season was kicking off and we were getting into it, maybe we were a quarter in and we were looking at things. Um, we would we would talk about how the NFC was clearly the better of the two conferences. Now here we are, um, a few days away from the the championship games for each conference. And what do we think? Uh, do we think the NFC maintained the uh, the position that we thought that they had in you know earlier in the season as the season wore on, uh, or do we think the AFC pulled ahead? Uh, after the retirement of Sean Payton, the possible retirement of Tom Brady from the Bucks, and Aaron Rodgers trying to work his way out of San, or out of Green Bay, uh, and the Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals not living up to exactly to the expectations, I would say the AFC pulls off. Uh, uh, victorious in that situation. I mean, the, they have the Bills in the AFC. They got the Chargers, or yeah. uh, they got the Bills. They've got isn't the Chargers an AFC team? I think oh, yeah. they are. The Chargers, the um, the the Bills. Um, they've got the the the, the Tennessee Titans, which yeah. played extremely well. Now we got the Cincinnati Bengals coming out yeah. of nowhere playing 
playing really well. The Raiders, um, the, even the Raiders. The Raiders kind of coming into their own. Uh, the 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 Ravens, if they can get healthy again, yeah. they look really good. Yeah. The Steelers right kind of with... coming on strong with getting a new quarterback situation, yeah. starting out fresh and and new. And now it's and then the Patriots. Uh, if the Patriots can clean some things up, they could also be considered yeah. in that list. It would seem like the AFC has kind of come out victorious in right. that way. Yeah. Just after one week, it just boom, everything changed. Oh, the landscape. Yeah. All these retirements uh, are going to have a dramatic impact, um, as you know, we see the 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 the, the old wave of okay, players moving the sunset yeah. and, and the new waves. Hit. I also think the draft is going to be very key. Uh, free agency in the draft after this, when in like the month. April and three agencies after the draft. So uh, in those months leading up between now and August, uh, when preseason starts back up, we'll, we will know a lot more about where these teams sit. Uh, a lot of these teams are going to become better. And some of these teams are just going to be able to build on what they already have. Like I mentioned many times, I believe De- Detroit, uh, I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I believe the Jets are all maybe two, uh, three years out from being legitimate uh, contenders in their uh, in their given divisions or in conferences. So I believe that we're going to be seeing a lot of teams that were bad become good, and some of these good teams that could also possibly fall off the rocker and become bad. But I think we're just a couple years out from being able to see a very big, massive change in the landscape of the yeah. NFL. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're Which right. It's very exciting. It is exciting. It's always fun when these transitions happen. Shakeups. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for hanging out and talking some football for yeah. a bit. I guess we talked a little basketball, a little too. Basketball is going to probably take on a bigger uh, a bigger role here in the Especially as the football NFL season winds down. Yeah, as the NFL season comes to a close here over the next few, uh, the next few weeks. So if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. Then you'll know when episodes are available. And we'll know you're out there. Yes. Great. Awesome. Well, we'll talk soon. Yeah. See you. All right. See you. God bless.